I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to The Modern Drinker. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. Well, we're not going to stop talking and start drinking, but we are going to keep talking and keep drinking. Jay Parker, Greg Hollenbach here live from the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. Uh, right next door to the Fox Street compound where we did the micro brew fest today. Uh, up where it was, there was going to be 50 brewers, didn't quite make it. Uh, so a few things fell off. The real world happened, John, but it was a ton of brewers. Charlie Gotten Kinney's sitting in on this. John, we were, let's jump right back to you with gluten free things. You were out doing your samples for people. Uh, some people are into it. Some people, you know, they thought it was a fad or they still think it's a fad. Uh, but gluten-free thing, man, it's not going anywhere, right? It's only getting bigger, and it's getting bigger for a couple of different reasons. One being some people are picking that as a lifestyle, which I fall under that category, right? So I pick it as a lifestyle most of the time, uh, Charlie and John, because I was explaining a little bit of my dietary habits uh, late night, and that is not uh, uh, following any uh, uh, good, uh, healthy eating. But it, so that's one uh, aspect of it. The other one is that somebody says, listen, I can't eat gluten. It kills me. It ruins me inside. Right? So here, here comes John Irvin, gluten-free things. You're at the Micro Brew Fest. You're out there giving samples. Uh, let's talk about it. What are people saying and what are you offering them and what's going on? Well, here's what happens is that you'll have one or two people in a family who are celiacs or have a really bad gluten-free issue. And then there's, say, you know, the rest of the family, three or four people. And what happens is the whole family ends up eating gluten-free and so with especially with celiacs and so since they have to do that if the food tastes you know really bad or is not of a high quality what ends up happening is that the people have to end up you know suffering the people who can eat anything suffer and the people who are gluten-free just you know they, they accept that they'll eat sand so it's one of those things that's why we really Push. You're right. You are so right about that. that your standards have been lowered so much um, when you have this inability to bring gluten into your body that you will take anything that you can get and you'll be one of these people that eats in the dark and that you won't want to impose your families. And you know how you feel. And I've had people in my life that have been gluten-free and need to be gluten-free, that if they have that in their systems, it is something that they need to block it out. Because if they don't, they're going to feel it, whether it's headaches, whether it's inflammation, whether it's muscle aches, whether it's joint pain, whether it's inflammation, and uh, more and more. And and we t- let's defer to somebody like Charlie Gottenkinney from Bruce Beers, who, let's face it, you're in the business of gluten. The oh, name yeah. of the game. But more and more, you see people coming into your brewery, and, and we want to be all-inclusive. We want to join in as well. And so there's a need that you need to cut out in the niche for you to be able to do that. Why And why? Why is it important for you to even consider that, Charlie? Well, we have a lot of people that uh, come into the brewery, and they want to have a nice beer. And um, in some cases, they're celiac and... You know, they can't That's have a any, very small case. Yeah. Very, uh, very small percentage. They, they can't have any kind of uh, gluten in their but diet. But inflammation, lifestylers, and people all around feel better as well. And listen, exactly. let's face it, um, people talk about the beer belly or uh, uh, inflammation in general. or 
and I think now as we start to get to know our bodies and get to know our diets and the things that we can, how big of a deal is it to cut that gluten out of the beer? We're actually able to uh, reduce the gluten in beer to under 10 parts per million, which for most people, that's going to, you know. Big that's deal. Gonna, that's a big deal. Right. And um, we started out with a couple beers with that. We had such good response to that that we've started doing it with most of our beers. And what we found out is it doesn't really uh, affect the quality of the beer. Um, most people don't notice the difference, but, you know, for, certainly for somebody trying to control the gluten in their in their diet, uh, it's it's huge. It allows them to come into the brewery and enjoy a beer with everybody else. So um. I can't tell you how many people, and again, uh, full disclosure, John Urban, Gluten-Free Things, proud sponsor of the show. Beyond that, it's something that I've believed in for quite some time because I'm all-inclusive. I believe everybody should enjoy uh, food, beverages, so on and so forth. Uh, when we look at gluten-free things and people as we began to beat the drum about two years ago john people thought it was you know a passing trend mm -hmm. passing fad uh, just appeasing people that didn't really know their body but these were people that actually knew their body very well such as myself I started to allude about uh, an allergy that I have from over-inflammation to where my immune system would be overactive and um, it, it gives you alopecia areitis. I have that. Areas of hair that wouldn't grow on my, I have beautiful hair, Jay. Look at my That's hair. That's one of the, I, I, I give him hair. props. He has nice hair. Yeah, and, but there are spots and, and I can show you right now. This is from inflammation. I know my body well enough to be able to know that. Uh, Sebastian Wolf, who's along with us, his wife, and I don't, I don't even know if he would want me talking about this, but, but he says I'm fine. Uh, she's somebody who absolutely pays attention to this. Now I gotta tell you that Sebastian is more likely to go join us at a beer festival to know and the push at Crafty Fox in order to have that gluten-free pizza available, right? The, to go up to John Irvin to a dedicated gluten-free bakery, uh, vegan as well, to have those options available, it's bringing families and diets together. And that dietary need for people to be able to feel like we can go out and we can be one, it, it's invaluable. And uh, Sebastian's shaking his head. He knows. He, he takes his, his wife out all the time, so he knows what that's going to be like. And, uh, Charlie, for you to make that available and probably a little more emphasis on that, uh, it's something that needs to be done, and I will certainly yeah. be behind that 100% uh, of the time, all the time. Well, it's not hard to do it, and we've now, uh, all of our beers that are not wheat beers specifically um, are now gluten-reduced. Yeah, so. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, John Irvin, thank you. My pleasure, my pleasure. You've thank been you around much. with us for so long, and I listen, uh, this is one of those things to where it's not something that I just want to talk about because it's in vain. I believe in it, and I back that behind with uh, my sentiments as well. So thank you, John Irvin. No problem at all. Thank you very much for having me on. Great in, day. Yeah, in the microbrew fest. It was, a, it was a hit for that. Kyle Moyer. In the wings, we're going to talk about this IPA competition, who the winners were. We're going to do all this. It's the Modern Drinker Show. Your headset's going to be available to you. Uh, Jay Parker, what do you think? 
Well, we've got uh, Miranda from Wiley Roots coming we'll up. We'll fit them all in, right? That's right. We've uh, got Patrick from Avery, so we're going to have to do some moving and shaking. Yeah, that's right. Charlie, stick around. John Irvin, thank you. Sebastian, I appreciate you for letting me talk about that as well. Jay Parker, take us on in the break. Uh, well, you're listening to the Modern Drinker Show on iHeartRadio, live from the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. We will be right back. You'll share a little drink with us on this festive day. It's the... Modern Drinker Show. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hot dogs! Get your Billy's Gourmet hot dogs! Hot dogs for grown-ups and kids alike! Awesome homemade sausages! Get your Billy's Gourmet hot dogs! Billy's Gourmet hot dogs. 100% single-sourced meat. Never any artificial flavors or coloring. And always hormone-free. Experience the best dogs you'll ever eat. Just two blocks from Coors Field. A perfect place to sit on a sun-filled outdoor patio. And grab a beer and dog before a game. Billy's Gourmet hot dogs. Hi, this is Jim Cook from Sam Adams, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. Cheers. Let's go drink some beer. We are back to The Modern Drinker Show, live from the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. Jay Parker, Greg Holland back. Uh, I'm joined by a couple different breweries, and what we're going to have to do is, is uh, and I hope you guys can play along, we call a little bit of tag team because uh, you guys are pressed for time. We're, the show, it's mo- we're moving and shaking, so I had to steal Charlie Gotten Kenny's microphone, which he's a sweetheart, so he's letting me do it. But let's first introduce uh, Miranda Carbaugh, Wiley Roots uh, co-owner, uh, I believe, one of the owners, and then also Patrick Combs from Avery Brewing Company. You may have heard of them. And uh, he's a, a sensory scientist, and, and we'll get to that in just a second, Miranda. But let's start with you. Here we are, the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria, 60 taps uh, downstairs, craft beer all day long. The o- owner, Kyle Moyer, is a, a craft beer enthusiast. Micro Brew Fest, the first thing. Let's start with uh, the brewery. Tell us who you are, where you are, uh, how you came to be, and then we'll move into a little bit of the Micro Brew Fest and what you brought out for people sure. to sample. Uh, so we're four years old. We're located in Greeley, Colorado, downtown Greeley, Colorado. And right out of the gate, we won a bronze medal for uh, our Super 77 wheat in uh, GABF. And in 2015, uh, followed it up with a gold medal. 
And we started out making very clean, approachable styles, and through that process realized we're, we wanted to try new things. And so we started a barrel program, and we now have about 150 barrels uh, in our sour program, which is just kind of up and coming. And we're going to feature uh, some of those beers at different events during the Great American Beer Festival. So it's, it's been pretty cool to see the evolution of Wiley Roots and to direct that and be a part of that. Gold medal at the GABF. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, Patrick, right? I mean, when we, I mean that's, some, that's something to where it's like if you don't understand what that means. I mean, walking out of there with a bronze medal or, or, or an attaboy from the GABF is a pretty big deal. Patrick, let's just turn to you. Same, uh, same little spiel, man. If somebody's out there and they've been living under a rock and they don't know who Avery Brewing is, kind of tell them what Avery's all about. Tell, tell us what you do over there to familiarize uh, uh, the listeners with you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Avery has been around for about 24 years now, um, going into our 25th anniversary next year. Really excited about that. Um, and we've made beers all the way from, uh, you know, crazy, uh, intense, 19% alcohol bourbon barrel-aged stouts to um, really nice pilsners. And so uh, we're excited to continue that into, into next year. And um, as far as what I do there, uh, I cover sensory. So I'm a sensory scientist in Advances Throne, so I just I cover everything to do with smelling and tasting beer and teaching people how to smell and taste beer, as well as a little bit of beer history and um, sort of you know where beer came from and, and making sure that we... Uh, we look at that style and, and, and we pay it the correct homage. So you literally, and that's uh, the, the voice of Patrick Combs of uh, Avery Brewing, uh, sensory scientist, you literally get to have the job that somebody would probably kill for. You, I mean, you taste beer. Now, and, and it can't be as glamorous as everybody thinks because they're picturing you sure. hanging out, playing pool, going like, well, let me try this and right. the double one. Yeah, that's good too. Eight ball, corner pot, you know, like that. I'm sure there's obviously, it's a little bit more advanced than that. Right. By the way, do you know the gentleman sitting next to you, Charlie? Gotten Kenny? Are you familiar? Heard him speak a couple times. Are you yeah. familiar with the? He's I've, a pretty kind I've of a been big in the deal. Audience, but never, uh, never with the man himself he, here. He's kind of a big deal, yeah, you know, really from is. what I'm, uh, I'm, I'm told. Uh, you brought out a few beers uh, to the microbrew fest. We did. Yeah. What'd, you, what'd you bring out today? Um, quickest one that, that went mostly because it was, you know, it was cold and rainy too. So um, it was uh, perfect weather for it. But we brought a rumpkin, it's tasting particularly smooth this year. Um, right around 16, 9, 17% alcohol, Woo. and we aged in uh, rum barrels, um, but we brought a cooper out this year, so we had those rum barrels uh, recoopered so that they hold, held liquid a little bit uh, more um, without leaking all over the floor there, which gave us a better yield, but it also gave us a smoother product in the end, and, and, and we were real happy with that. Oh, see, Miranda uh, uh, from Wiley Roots over there, we talked briefly during one of the breaks or earlier about aged barrel aging beer, and, that, and that's my joint, right? I, I really enjoy barrel aged beer. What did you guys bring out for? And uh, by the way, Patrick, did you guys enter the IPA competition? We did. You did? Yeah. Okay. Miranda, what did you guys bring out? And did you guys enter the IPA competition also? We did. Uh, we brought our 1320 New England IPA. Uh, one of my favorites that we brought uh, was Tropical Vacay. It's going to be coming out uh, during the Great American Beer Festival week. And it was aged in a Hoover for since December. Uh, so not aged in oak, but uh, in stainless. And we added 45 pounds of passion fruit puree and 8 pounds of dried uh, hibiscus flowers. It's a beautiful color. 
great aroma, mm. taste. It was, it was awesome. That, I, that was my personal favorite of the day. That sounds awesome. Now explain something to me who is, believe it or not, doing this show uh, every day of my life. I'm still a novice when it comes to beer just because I don't get in there and make it. But what's the big difference? Uh, because I know you guys are big on uh, barrel aging now. What's the difference in aging something in, in steel versus uh, barrel? I mean, obviously, I know that the, you're going to get something from the barrel. But why why would you age something in the stain, in, in the steel and go, uh, this is the direction we are doing with this particular beer? This uh, vat, if you will, uh, it doesn't have like a conical. It's not a conical fermenter. And so this one is more square <laughs> and basically we separated it from our clean program and uh, we we were able to uh, discover a proprietary yeast strain in our brew house uh, that's the base yeast strain of our Funkyo Couch series and that was the yeast strain that we used in Tropical Vacay and so the Hoovers is basically where we um, age the, the Funkyo Couch series which is separate from our clean program. I don't know what any of that meant, Patrick. I really don't. I mean, I'm trying. I try. I know Charlie knows. You know, it's easy for him. It's not so much easy for me. But it boils down to you know what you're doing, and it's delish, delicious beer, and you should go check out Wiley Roots and, and see what that's all about. Are you in the brewery on a day-to-day -day basis? Are you somebody over there that somebody goes in and goes, where's Miranda? I heard her on the show. <laughs> I want to get one of the steely, one of the steel beers. Yes and no. Uh, I, I do the, the business operations, but uh, I also manage our wholesale operations, so I'm on the road uh, pretty frequently okay. serving our territory that we Do you guys uh, tap room? Yes, we, we're there? open five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday, and we'll have various events leading up to GABF. Well, uh, take a minute to, to talk about that. Like, what's coming down the pipeline? What can people look for if they say, hey, listen, I want to go over to Wiley Roots, you know, and enjoy the tap room. And, and some, What do you do? You do the karaoke thing, the stand-up <laughs> comedy thing. Are you doing yoga? Because that was a thing for a while. Pretty, pretty beer-focused. Uh, we do have vinyl night, but uh, for Great American Beer Festival, we're doing a collaboration with Outer Range and Frisco. And our first can release, we're very excited we're bringing our canning line in uh, next week. And so our first can release will be a double IPA with Outer Range, which will also be on Crafty Fox uh, the Friday night of GABF. You want, uh, Patrick, and I'm going to come to you. And I want, you guys do a tap room over there also, uh, over yes. at Avery? Yeah, I'm going to give you my tagline for the whole canning thing. And I gave this to James Pachorik at Lost Highway. He decided not to go anywhere with it. You know, maybe he didn't like it. And, and Patrick, whoever's quick to get, quicker to get the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the patent on this or, or the copyrights to this, you can have it. I just want to be cut in on at least sure. a discounted beer. Some free. It's uh, yes, we can. You know? <laughs> it's like Wiley Roots, yes, we can. You know, there or you uh, Avery, uh, yes, we can. Um, that's free. Right, just throwing that out there. <laughs> hey, I appreciate uh, it. Patrick, what's the, what's the tap room like over there at Avery? It's a great time. Um, definitely uh, very busy on the weekends, especially during JBF week, but we have our seller sale coming up. So Adam Avery definitely likes to uh, store beer for an excessive amount of time, some might say. But mm -hmm. um, a lot of that uh, storing has turned out to be uh, incredibly beneficial to a lot of these brews. Um, we tasted probably over 100 of the 205 that are in the cellar sale. And um, a lot of them are tasting really great. I had 2005 Czar, which is an imperial stout, 
um, just the other day, and it, it was really neat. So how do you spell that? T Z A R Z C Z A R. Yeah. C Z R. That yeah. sounds yeah. right. Yeah. I like camping, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you go. Patrick, you got a good laugh out of Patrick. It's an inside yeah. joke, but you got to laugh out of him I like anyway. I camp. A good time. Micro brew fest. Uh, just go around the horn. Uh, what did that mean to you today? Was it anything? Um, beer festivals, galore. Every weekend, somebody's hitting you up. But I think community-wise, micro brew fest, we tr- really tried to truly bring this to. And as you're sipping out of a micro brew fest cup that people get to enjoy year-round, year what was that like for you today? It was a great time. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you straight up that um, my fiance and I we live two streets uh, two streets west and and a couple streets south. So this is very much so neighborhood, but also completely regional. It seems like we had a really good turnout from the rest of the city, and uh, you know we had really good representation from this from the state of Did Colorado in general. And Did it take? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was a great great time. And, and really, uh, when you look at the craft community, uh, because it is a community, almost a cult like yeah. this. That uh, if it doesn't take, they're not going. Right. No, and, and, and I think it did. And, and, you know, even considering the uh, the cold rain that we had halfway through, uh, we still had quite a people. It wasn't quite, quite halfway, people. but no. Yeah, well, the, you know, a little hey, bit more. Hey, let me ask you. What would you prefer? Extreme heat, 90, 100-degree heat coming down on you, you're thirsty, you're dehydrated, or a little bit of rainfall? Oh, absolutely, the rain. Yeah. Absolutely. And it just uh, signifies the seasons within Colorado, which we I love so. so much, right? Yeah. How about you? Uh, your your uh, favorite thing about Microbrewfest? I think just meeting new people. I, it's still, I, I still have that excitement in getting to go to festivals and, and talking about our beer and, and Greeley, Colorado specifically. We're very proud of the innovative beers that uh, – are coming out of Greeley, Colorado, and I think for the first time, I hope that uh, in the surrounding area and nationally, that Greeley will start to be recognized. Uh, the the uh, greenness of festival, it's going to wear off quick, and you're going <laughs> to say these are my center points of what I'm looking forward to every single year. I hope that along with uh, GABF, uh, that well, you can put Micro Brew Festival right along with you with that. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Such a good time. All right. Kyle Moyer is going to come up next, along with Charlie Gottenkinney and uh, Micro Brewfest, the IPA competition, was a big hit today and it took a lot involved. I couldn't believe uh, Kyle Moyer put together a uh, very intense judging criteria. And we're going to talk about that coming up next. Jay, take us on in the break. Well, I will first. I want to just thank Miranda Carbaugh from Wiley Roots for coming on the show. Uh, great beer. Check out the brewery up in Greeley. And then, of course, uh, Patrick Combs, uh, the greatest job in the world as a sensory scientist. Patrick, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate Pleasure it. Hope here. to see you at our next event, whether it's Micro Brew Fest or if we, we go insane and get something else. Miranda, again, thank you very much for coming on the thank show. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. All right, we're going to take that break. We're going to turn it around. We're going to come back with Kyle Moyer, Charlie Gottenkinney, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, myself, and we're going to get into this IPA competition, and we're going to give you uh, some results. So you're listening to The Modern Drinker Show on iHeartRadio. You'll share a little drink with us on this festive day. It's the Modern Drinker Show. 
Remember the time when if you wanted to enjoy a classic Belgian-style beer, you'd better be visiting Europe? Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, head brewer of Brews Beers right here in Denver. It's with great honor that my partner Ryan Evans and I are able to share our passion for Belgian-inspired beers from our local microbrewery, Brews Beers. Located at the intersection of 67th and Pecos in the Midtown community, we invite you to Denver's only all-Belgian-style brewery and taproom to sample an array of classic Belgian-inspired beers. If you're a Colorado craft beer lover like myself, you're sure to appreciate our attention to providing only the best ingredients and care when we brew our Belgian beer recipes. With a food truck every night and open seven days a week, our spacious, dog-friendly taproom and beer garden welcomes you, your friends, and family to sample from a large selection of award-winning, small-batch, handcrafted artisan ales. Look us up online at brewsbeers.com. That's B-R-U-Z-B-E-E-R-S.com, and we'll see you at the brewery. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hello, this is Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head Craft Brewery, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on the iHeartRadio Network. You are listening to The Modern Drinker on the iHeartRadio Network. I'm Jay Parker. That's Greg Hollenbach. We're back with Charlie Gottenkinney and now the uh, famous uh, Kyle Moyer from the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. We are live. Big day. Such a micro brew fest. Big day. That's right. Kyle, thanks, thanks for making time for us, buddy. Yeah, I, I love it. I, you're saying big day. You're talking micro brew fest, That's Ray, right. beer. I'm like, well, that's just calling my name, I guess. I, I mean, we did it, Charlie. I mean, we did it. It's been a few months uh, in the thing with every day talking to this, every day talking Should to that. Should we just go back just a, a couple months, to right? To June. Uh-huh. June. Yeah. I remember. we Was it June? It was June. We talked because we talked before they – that the Denver Taco Festival went right. down uh, at the end of June. We and wanted was, to see what it was like. Exactly. It was right? a few weeks before that that this concept came up. So talk early June is when it started. And so here it is. We're sitting around, and, and here's where most bad ideas come from. Just guys that are friends sitting around saying, we can do that. Yeah, right? yeah that's right. We yeah. can do that, no problem. Brewfest. Yeah, we talk to uh, breweries, and we talk to people all the time on the show. Kyle Moyer, no secret, 60 taps, rotating handles. It's no problem for this guy to mobilize breweries. And then we look at Denver Taco Festival and we say, if they can give us some kind of turnout like that, maybe we're going to do some business together. (laughs) Hey, listen, uh, there was a good chance that sitting down at this show tonight, it wouldn't have been as good. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, hey, listen, we all knew going into this, you know, and, and Charlie knows it by starting a brewery. It's like you have to roll the dice sometimes, and if it's something you're passionate about and you feel, hey, listen, whether this is a home run or just yeah. a, or a, or a ground yeah. roll double, I want to do it. We call him the modern drinker because he is, and there's no better than Kyle Moyer from the Crafty Fox and Bogey's Beer and Wine. We sit down and we think about this crazy idea that we had, but not so crazy right now looking back, right, Kyle? You know, it's not. I think, you know, doing a beer festival is very, very hard, any festival, um, especially if you want it to be successful. So 
I think what we did initially come, you know, June is we found the right pieces to the puzzle. So, right. you know, we found the guys who know how to throw events. We found the right space. We found the guys who know how to market and know the breweries. And, and so I think that was huge in, in making this festival successful. And I think another thing that we'd all probably admit is we we're very open to ideas, to any any concerns that these breweries have with other festivals. We we're very open um, to listening. And Brews was one of the, the breweries that we talked a lot to. They were very helpful. They told us what they like to see in festivals, what they don't like to see in festivals. And I think we were, um, you know, we were listening a lot with our ears. And, and that really helped with, you know, creating this festival. And I, I think that's why it was so successful. Sometimes when you don't know better, it's when it's the best. <laughs> because right? all of the things that are like, all right, here are the hiccups that you're going to face along the way. Uh, you know, we're these guys that are like, all right, um, testament to you, Colin Moyer. Mobilizing 50, just short of 50 breweries. Not an easy proposition, but we're blessed to know the, the amount of people that you're, if you build it, they were, will come, right? And you built it, and they came. Yeah, but not necessarily. I mean, there's a few reasons. One is there are a lot of beer festivals. We're hitting the end of beer festivals. And budgets, you know, are busted. And not to mention, in two weeks, less than two weeks, is the biggest beer festival, one of the biggest in the world here in town. So the breweries, in my opinion, did us a favor. They they had enough, um, I guess they, they believed in us enough at, to want to come out and, and support us when we obviously wanted to support them. And I'll let Charlie talk from Brews because he's... Great segue. I mean, Greg Hollenbeck, Kyle Moyer, Jay Parker, Micro Brew Fest. We're live at the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. And we go to Charlie Gotten Kinney and we say, here we are. We are at the end of the year. We're right on the doorstep of... Uh, we're donning the doorstep of one of the great American beer festival. And we say, Charlie Gotten Kinney pretty remarkable and listen give it to us straight why were we received so well with this beer festival so late in the season and so close to great american beer festival well because it was a really well set up festival so you know anytime you're gonna you're gonna take your brewery down and you know set up remotely and and do a beer festival you want to make sure you're surrounded by great breweries and you know to me that was probably the biggest thing and we've talked a lot about the weather today, but, you know, if we were in Belgium right now, they'd be saying, oh, the best thing was no the sweat. festival was the, the great That's weather. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably good weather for, you know, uh, Belgium this time of year. So, um, but, you know, the vibe was good. Uh, you had a lot of good breweries. Yeah. You had a lot of good people that showed up for it. And, you know, that's infectious. And, and uh, so I think that's what, you know, really contributed to the overall success of the event the uh, sentiment was really received nicely and jay parker i gotta defer to you but here we are microbrew festival um seemingly successful i guess by numbers and people just happy and smiles all the way around we got into this thing and we look at uh, kyle moyer and invaluable in his participation but when we look at an event like this uh, seemingly something that's a lose it's a losing proposition right off the bat uh, we, we got into this for uh, and Kyle jump in Kyle we we expected to lose the first year we, well, ex we expected this first year to be a lump but 
many, many years to come of something that we just wanted to set the pace with the community of brewers that we really, really believe in and love so much. Well, I mean, I think that was, you know, the general interest of the, of the festival is we wanted to put on a good beer festival. We had a really cool location, and we want, I mean, in my mind, I wanted to make the breweries as happy as the attendees. Right. And so, you know, that was my biggest concern is I wanted everybody leaving with a smile on their face. And I believe we did that. And I'll tell you what, um, on Charlie's point earlier, I helped a couple breweries set up. I found volunteers for them to pour their beer, and I helped take down. And that is no joke. Doing those, those jockey boxes, you know, which right. the cakes go through, those tents, those tables, and doing that every single weekend of the summer – that's got to get old, and I'm and I'm I, I did it today, and that's exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting, and I could see why a brewery looks at these you know festivals and says, okay, is it worth it for me? It, I believe in my beer. Am I going to put in the right people that are going to help support my brewery for the next you know eleven and a half months or whatever it is? And you know I think that's why when we built this festival, we believe that we are helping the breweries in that scenario. We're going to put beer drinkers in front of them where it's in our opinion, worth the time, worth the hours and sweat that they could have been, you know, sitting on the couch watching college football today, but instead they decided to put those hours of sweat equity into a festival, and it meant a lot. lot. And I I heard a lot of brewers say, congrats, this was one of the better first beer festivals we've been to. And that meant a lot. And and that was my big thing, is I wanted to see the brewers leaving with smiles as much as the attendees. Are we on the 6.30 break? Uh, right. Are we on the 6.30 break, Sebastian? Well, 7.30. So we're, uh, 7.30 yeah, break. 7.30. So here's what we want to do. Let's come back. Here's the deal. Um, we have one break left. Only one break. Oh, that's yeah, so perfect. So yeah, we're let's going continue. Yeah. So here's what I want to do. Um, you, there was a defining moment. Uh, and Kyle Ballast Point came in and said, you talked to him about what could this be, and let's have a – a competition and it was it's an IPA competition what made you come to that determination that you wanted to do an IPA competition and how did Charlie Gottenkinney fit into that equation well you know it's simple we we had this idea and I happened to have uh Stephen one of my really good friends from Ballast Point in in the Crafty Fox super sweet guy we've had him on the show we've had him on the show great guy I threw the idea out there and I said, I get that the festivals are saturated. I get this, this, this. But we want to do something different. And he said, one thing to make it different is you add a competition of some sort and, you know, have a prize. That way the brewers are excited and they bring different beers. What did you bring beers. to the table and why IPA? So what I could personally do was, uh, well, A, IPA is one of the most popular styles of beer right now. Do you concur, Charlie? Oh, absolutely. No question. So that's the most universal thing. We knew that pretty much every brewery included Holiday, a gluten-free brewery, you know, could participate in. So there you go. IPA competition. And then instead of just doing a competition, coming up with a cheesy trophy, he said, well, what can we throw, you know, throw into the fire? So from what I, you know, had was let's do a permanent handle for 12 months at Crafty Fox for so, the winter. So generous. You have no idea how many breweries have come to me and said, 
that is such a cool thing that Kyle Moyer's doing at the Crafty Fox. Well, and, and honestly, like, not to toot our horn because, you know, Crafty Fox were one of, you know, a few great, great That's just not just giving up a handle. No, That's but, like you have to buy the beer. Well, but <laughs> right? we, yes, but we do not. We are known to not do permanent handles here. We rotate and rotate and rotate. Why? Why is that because, important? Because it's important because styles are evolving. There's so many good breweries domestically here that I focus on. I focus, you know, primarily on domestic craft. There's so many good ones that with 60 taps isn't even enough. So I've got to spread the love, and the only way to do that is to rotate. And um, so not only, not saying Crafty Fox is the best account to be. 60 is a lot, man, really. Well, I mean, seriously, it, it's, it's hard for you to rotate 60. Of course. It's, I mean, easier just to be be hard. It's, it's easy to be complacent, though, and leave it, it at. No, but that's not what I want to do. That was never the focus. And if I have a permanent handle, like of the same beer, people wonder if that's just old beer that's been on, you know. So I, at this point, I've got to rotate a lot. So by giving a permanent handle to a brewery for 12 months, um, really means a lot to that brewery because they know that's very unique for, for Crafty Fox. So when Charlie Gotten Kenny from Brews Beers, it, 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 they're our neighbors right here. They're our neighbors they're and right, they're one of the best breweries in the country. For him to step aside and say, I'm going to live in it. Charlie, you'd love a permanent handle at oh, the Crafty yeah, Fox, right? No, but you step absolutely. aside. Absolutely. He's pretty much got one, I'll <laughs> tell you that much. Well, just delicious beers all the yeah, way around. Yeah, it's easy when they make that kind of beer. Absolutely. But, uh, Charlie, to step aside and say, I'm going to sit down and uh, brewing competitions, the accolades that Charlie has. Speak on that, Kyle, and then we'll we'll push it to Charlie. Well, it's funny. It's because, you know, a lot of people know Charlie just because of his role with Brews. And, <clears throat> excuse me, Brews being such a phenomenal brewery that, you know, everybody knows about and respects and da-da-da. But uh, I, I, a lot I of have to remind him one year. I thank just, you. Yeah, that's the crazy just part. Just over and so respected within our community. And they're doing something hard. I mean, they're doing – they have this Belgian concept, which is very unique and hard to do, and that is why they're so respected. Not only they they do this concept, but they're doing it really well right. here, to, here in Denver. But the other thing is uh, he's one of the most well-respected beer judges around. He's – He's done the training. He's he's done the test. He's 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 done everything you need to be a he certified judge. He was the right judge. fit. He it's, was oh uh, more than the right fit. And we have winners. And what are those? And let's talk about it. Just you and Charlie push it back and well, forth. Well, I want Charlie to speak on it because to be quite frank, I didn't drink these beers. So Charlie did. So I I would love for Charlie to touch on you know maybe some highlights of the competition. Well, absolutely. And you know. Um, we Let's had, talk uh, about the format, and then we'll talk about the yeah. beers when we get back in booze in the news because I think that's worthy of booze in the news segment yeah. as well. And then, uh, again, all of uh, a lot of these beers are available at Bogey's Beers Beer and Wine. As oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? So as much as we can. The address? That's 3911 Fox Street. 3911 Fox Street, Bogey's Beer and Wine. Kyle Moyer, he's absolutely one of these guys that's going to give you uh, the beer aficionado, especially locally, the uh, Colorado craft beer, he is right on top of. He's going to do the tasting for you, and he's going to bring you the one-off that you absolutely deserve as the consumer. So if we can take that break, we'll come back. We'll talk about that IPA competition, which I think is uh, very well-deserved, and it's going to be, I think, one of those things within our community of breweries. 
I think it's going to stick and be here for years to come, that yeah. IPA competition. I think people will be bringing their A game for that one. Ah, the IPA game is where it's at. Uh, Jay Parker, bring us in the break. We'll come back with uh, Kyle Moyer, myself, Greg Hollenbach, Charlie Gotten Candy, of course, uh, Jay Parker right here on the Modern Neighbor Show. Well, that's what I'll do. And uh, on that note, we're going to come back with the winners of that IPA competition live at the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. This is the Modern Drinker Show on iHeartRadio. This is Charlie Papazian. You can try, and I'll probably say yes. You're listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. It's a tap house. It's a pizzeria. Tap house. Pizzeria. Mamma mia, it's a mosa. The Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. Named one of the hottest new bars in Denver by Zagat. 60 rotating taps dedicated to delicious craft beer. With permanent Russian River Blind Pig handle. The Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. The most heavenly pizza you've ever tasted. The freshest ingredients. Baked to perfection. This menu, they use the same ingredients that they use to make it a craft. With two outdoor patios, including a rooftop deck, with a majestic view of downtown Denver, located just a mile north of Coors Field. Let's play ball! 3901 Fox Street in Denver. It's a tap house. It's a pizzeria. It's It's both. The Crafty Fox Pizzeria and Tap House, where Kraft is their middle name. Check them out at craftyfox.beer. You're thirsty. You want a drink, a swig, something to quaff, imbibe. You want bogeys, beer, and wine. 400 craft beers. We're talking lagers, suds, brewskis, you name it, they got it. 170 whiskeys, hooch, moonshine, bourbon, scotch. It's enough for any gin joint. The guy who runs it? Kyle Moyer. He's a connoisseur. Guy really knows his stuff. You want wine? Kyle says there's plenty of great wine right here. Local, you know. Family owned. Make your taste buds come alive. Bogey's Beer and Wine. It's a shop, a store, an emporium, a flavor factory for distilled spirits. Right next to the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. Near I-25 and 38th on Fox Street. You like beer, whiskey, and wine? This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Go to bogeysbeer.com. And we are back to the show. And before we get back to the show live from the Crafty Fox Tap are House you Pizzeria. Texting? No, I wasn't texting. I was uh, checking on the Micro Brew Fest comments that are coming in. And I was, uh, are they kinda, good? I was kind of curious about what people are saying. Well, why like don't you it. read it, Smarty Pants? Uh, While you read that, I'll talk about Jeff Rourke and A-plus beverage solutions with over 20 years in the business and speaking about being at a micro brew fest. If if you're not pouring efficient beer, even out of a jockey box, you're going to have a hard time, and you're going to have a hard time with your bottom line and your profit line. I don't understand why people don't understand or recognize I, that, I, Jay. I truly like, believe it's it's almost like out of sight, out of mind. So many businesses, and, and it's just uh, more prevalent than you would think that they're pouring foam into mm-hmm. rollover uh, mm-hmm. pitchers, and, and it's just so tacky. It, it's You make up your money in pouring profic- in proficient beer, whatever it costs, even if you get somebody that's more expensive, you know, but you'll make the money up, and, and that's the guy Jeff Rourke. You the, want an A-plus on your report card. You absolutely do want an A-plus. Because, Greg, if you're not pouring efficient beer out of your tap lines, you're what are you doing? Pouring your money right down the drain. That's Greg. right. Don't pour your money down the drain, Greg. And don't pour your money down the drain if you 
own a restaurant or a brewery or know somebody who does, you want to call Jeff Rourke at A-Plus Beffer Solutions. And that's 720-272-3809. That's 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Now it's time for the Modern Drinkers Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. Brought to you by the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria and Bogey's Beer and Wine. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. All the booze news you can use with our friend Kyle Moyer, who's the host of this segment. We call him the modern drinker because he is. Greg back, Jay Parker, Kyle Moyer, booze in the news right now. And we have big booze news for you when it comes to uh, Micro Brew Fest and the IPA competition. We set it up. We knocked him down. And it's so fun to do in the Mile High City. It just took. Uh, it just took, you guys. It's so I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. To Somebody's th- excited. Aren't you really? I mean, seriously, we could really be frowning at each other right now. How many? When we looked at each other at Lost Highway Brewing Company, and they said there are uh, uh, brew festivals that there are 50 breweries and 200 people staring at them. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. We looked at yeah. it, our guts sunk. Right? Am I wrong? Absolutely. I never had a doubt. You did. Okay. I never had a doubt. Neither did I. And <laughs> what, looking back on it, excited for next year and excited for Great American Beer Festival and excited for all high tides, raise all ships, and that's exactly what we're doing right now with this craft beer movement. That's well, right. Well, you know, the good thing is we have we have that inspiration upon us. And when it comes back to this um, competition of IPAs, yeah. I reached out to Charlie from Brews Beers because, once again, he is one of the most respected beer judges, beer brewers, uh, beer owners, beer drinkers, beer blah, 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 you know, in the country. And um, he helped set up this competition. Nobody's mad at Charlie. No, how could you be? Nobody's mad at Charlie. He's the guy that you want to be around, and uh, uh, he's loved by all, right? Absolutely. Like, hey. Kyle, I have a couple of enemies, right? Oh, you probably, yeah, a couple. <laughs> yeah. I've not checked out Jay the Parker, dictionary. Yeah. I mean, he's one of my enemies. Right? Yeah, there's yeah, exactly. I mean, in the same room. Yeah, and, right. and you, Kyle, I, a couple yourself, yeah, right? There's but probably Char- a few out there. Charlie, nobody. No, not a he, single he, enemy. He's in high esteem. And we picked the right guy and why. Talk about why you picked Charlie to be the head of your uh, IPA competition. Well, beyond the fact that he has no enemies, you know, it, it, the fact <laughs> that he is a, he is a, a, a well-respected, as I keep saying, well-respected beer guy. And um, Charlie can, can speak on this format. It was after running it, I was the guy running it. It was kind of a, it was scary. It was a headache. He was in good it, company, though. Could you talk about your other judges that you mobilized for yeah. this beer event? Well, yeah, we had Jonathan Shikes, uh, Colorado Beer Man. Nothing wrong with that. Get no, Westmore. he's huge. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. He has a great palate. Uh, Corey Pelk. Corey Pelk's with Porch Drinker, Porch Drinking. Uh, yes. He's the same thing. Great palate. Been around for a long time. Knows all these breweries. Uh, knows his beer. And then uh, Aaron or- Orbach. Yeah, Aaron he, Orbach. He's just yep. everybody knows Aaron. Yep, he's one of those one. guys that's like, okay, you're so in- embedded deeply in this community. Let's bring you in and, and, and uh, have you along with this. And you also had? 
Well, then we had, well, obviously Charlie was yeah. our, our head main judge. Now, we did have some assistant judges who are very qualified palates as well, mm -hmm. uh, which Charlie helped round up, which made it even, you know, more of a, a higher, higher end uh, you judging guys, panel. Kyle, Charlie, how do you begin to judge an IPA contest for 40, how many entries? Well, we had about, well, 38 or so. That's tough. But how do you begin? Yeah. Charlie. Guys, go ahead, Charlie. That's all Charlie. Well, you know, we started out with the whole field, and we had four teams of two judges each. So the judges you just mentioned, plus uh, some of the other judges that we brought in that were um, formally trained judges and, and uh, in, you know, pretty much experts on beer styles. And, of course, IPA being one of the most popular beers in the world, um, that was huge. So we started out, and uh, basically each team got about ten different beers, and then they would uh, come up with the three that they thought were the best out of that. So usually that's a process of, you know, elimination, and it was tough because they were all good beers. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a shoddy beer in the batch. So and no names. No names. This is all blind. Beer coming to yeah, you. Yeah, there's a number on the bottom of the glass, but that's all we knew. We had no idea what right. breweries uh, these beers were Let from. Let me ask you, I, I have to ask this question, Kyle, Charlie. Were you able to uh, – so, Kyle, you were not a judge. No, right? absolutely not. No, I, you uh, weren't. No. Uh, so, Charlie, were you able to take a beer, taste it, and maybe identify it with the brewery? Were, were you like, I know this beer? There were a couple times when someone said, I know this beer. Um, but it was, um, you know, the, we didn't see a lot of that. We didn't see a lot of that. So all of these were excellent IPAs, and uh, people may have suspected, but they didn't really know uh, who had made the beer. And uh, we started... You know, you're comparing them, so you've got 10 beers and you're comparing them, and, uh, you know, we, we managed to narrow it down and narrow it down and narrow it down until there were three left, and then each team pushed forward three of them, and then we had a second round. Is that exhilarating when oh, you're, yeah. like, in that process to oh, where yeah. here's where we're at and we're going to put and then we're stopping for a little bit and you push them forward yeah. and, and you're like, oh, my goodness, these guys. So I mean, you, yeah, you, you feel would, it for them, don't you? Yeah. And especially as a brewer of brews well, beers. And you're working with your teammate and you're discussing, you know, why, why this one or why that one. And uh, then we pushed forward three from each team. So we had 12 beers mm -hmm. and we had all the judges come together then and – you know, through process of elimination and tasting and stuff, we got down to the three top beers, and then we rank-ordered them first, second, and third place. What do you think? Was, I that, would, was well, that the pro? Because, Kyle, you were really dialing this in and being very close with the breweries oh because yeah. it was very important for you to have the integrity of this conversation. Do you feel like that stood up for you? Absolutely. It was spot-on perfect. The only There was only a time constraint every once in a while because we had to run out to, yeah. you know, get the beers on, on draft. But other than that, it was very smooth. Um, it gave everybody a little bit of a break to kind of reset their palates yep. and whatnot. But overall, I was jealous. I wasn't one of the judges, to be honest, because I didn't drink one of the beers. I'm sitting there pouring and, and organizing. And you have a great palate as well. Well, thank you. And and I was and I I know a lot of these beers, or at least these breweries. You know, when I'm I'm distributing them and pouring them, and I'm like, wow, there's not a bad beer on this list. Yeah, but the integrity of a competition is very important because once it's uh, uh, illegitimate. It's gone. Yeah. It's dead, oh, yeah. Right. Am I? Am yeah. You don't get a second chance if. Nope. If for whatever reason you come across as illegitimate. Yeah. So I have to. I have to. You know. Shout out to to Kyle because he had it very well organized. He personally took He's control like of it in order to do that. But that's what made it work smoothly. 
I mean, if you've got beers and you don't know which one is which and you're disorganized and you're pouring, yeah. I mean, you know. Being, being OCD and anal, just <laughs> it, it really paid off for it you did. It did. <laughs> in your life <laughs> at this point in time. We have winners, right? I mean, Jay Parker, <laughs> Jay Parker, what, Jay Parker was going to say, uh, hey, I have a question. <laughs> what, who's uh, who, the winner? Who won? All right, so uh, where are we at and, and what are the winners and, and well, where do they land? Let me you preface a, with 38 breweries okay. participated. Yep. Um, and and with the competition, we kept it kind of open-ended, as long as it was an IPA of some form. So it could be a session IPA, a double IPA, a fruited IPA, a sour IPA, a Belgian IPA. Any any form of an IPA was welcomed. Which was that weird judging? It had to be, Charlie. I mean, because you uh, want to say, okay, I'd like to have a, a Belgium category or a sour. I mean, where does that land with? It's just all. And Kyle, you. That was strategically designed by you to just open it right up. Well, I wanted, you know, every brewery does their own version, especially nowadays. And that's the point is to show how um, from the micro, the old, you know, days, how much the IPA has evolved. So the point is almost to show because there's some guys out there doing New England IPAs really well. There's some breweries like Brews doing the Belgian IPAs really well. So I didn't want to leave out any and, and say you have to bring an American IPA. And, again, it makes it harder on the judges, but that's what made it yeah. fun. I am so happy with the payoff. I mean, just thrilled for the breweries, really. Yeah. And I think this is something many uh, – Are you, uh, is everybody uh, uh, agreeing on this is something that – not only are we excited for this year, but they can come in and Kyle will will it be identified at the Crafty Fox as this is the winner of the Micro Brewfest competition. You have a permanent handle for one year, and you can get it right here. Will you carry that IPA Absolutely. right here? Absolutely. And, right. and so that's the one thing is we're giving the brewery the choice with us that you know it, it might be an IPA, it might be something else yeah. they want to put on. We're we're giving the brewery. Because some of these IPAs are seasonal, or some of them are not brewing year-round. So that brewery itself gets a handle, and then we'll kind of rotate within the brewery. Three minutes left. The Modern Eater, the Modern Drinker Show, the Crafty Fox, Bogey, Bogey's Beer and Wine. Third place winner, Charlie Gottenkinney. Who was it? Third place winner was Melvin. Yes, it was their drunken master, which I'm, I'm happy about because I love Melvin. Also a great movie yeah. with Jackie Chan. That's a it's right. a great brewery, and uh, it's glad to see them uh, win it. And they had they had a great spot. They yep. had a great spot here at Micro Brew Fest. You'll see so many pictures on uh, uh, the social media that we push out there. So happy that Melvin was involved, and this was somebody uh, a brewery that we all really enjoyed coming into. Yeah, this well respected, especially in the hop game. So yeah. second place, see them. Second two minutes left. Second, second place. place, one minute with them. Second place goes to Eddie Line yes. for their Epic Day Double IPA. I love it. So two of these IPAs so far are double IPAs. Isn't that thrilling? So that's. Why That's am I so happy about all of this? These are just great breweries well, that yeah. everybody should be exposed to. Yeah, absolutely. So second goes to Eddie Line. Congratulations. I love working with them. I'm really excited because they get a six-month uh, permanent handle here at Crafty Fox. Drum roll, please. First place, <laughs> Alpine Dog Thunder Puppy. Woo! Thunder yeah. Puppy. <laughs> I love that name. Alpine Dog, congratulations for being the winner at our Micro Brewfest IPA competition 
at the Fox Street compound right behind the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria, right? I, I mean, how do I, like, follow that without, like, without, like standing up and, like, throwing yes. up? <laughs> you got to throw, throw me off the balcony. So hey, uh, pleasure as always. But you remember, Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria, Bogey's Beer and Wine, great community place. You can get all this delicious beer because we bring it to you each and every week. Right here on the Modern Year, the Modern Drinker Show. Brews beers. It's so great, Jay. It's a home run, Greg. Micro brew fest. That's right. Hard work pays off, you guys. Uh, always. It's it awesome. It does. Huh? It did today. Yeah. Until next week, until next year, we will be at what? Great American Beer Festival. We can do that, and it'll be coming up in just a couple of weeks, and we you'll enjoy us there as well as we sit down with Charlie Papazian, the folks all over the country where that beer festival truly sets the standard, and we want to be right behind you and set the standard with Micro Brew Fest. It's an amazing thing, and we thank you so much for tuning in right here on The Modern Eater, The Modern Drinker Show on iHeartRadio. The Modern Drinkers Booze in the News, brought to you by the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria and Bogey's Beer and Wine.